Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Sides and Beers, episode 61. Tonight we're talking 20th anniversary of Think Not Think Point of View. What's going on, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 20 years. Uh, that's crazy. So weird. Crazy talks. Yeah. Yeah. Super crazy. So weird. Yeah. It, I, it, I forgot all about it, too. Did you, yeah, I forgot about it, too, right? Like, yeah. Um, Nicole told me about it. She told me about it one morning. She said, you realize this album is 20 years old now, right? And I just thought back to it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. She's like, gulp. Yeah, so then I'm like, oh, we should do this album, you know, and just pull it apart a little bit and see what we can find. And, uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm yeah, pumped definitely. because, it, I don't know, I haven't listened to this album in its entirety in a long time, so... Uh, it was yeah. cool just to listen to it as a one offering. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides this week, it's it's probably been four years since my last run through. Yeah, maybe three. Should we provide some context? Yes, we for should the, for the the tons and thousands and multiple listeners out for, there for the Definitely. five for the five people that don't know what this album is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, how far back should we go? Uh, 1999 formed a band called Think Not Think, containing the three of us and one other uh, member, Trevor Hobdebo, who um, was the the lead singer. And uh, we recorded, I guess, our first album. We recorded a couple EPs before that. I seem well, to remember did, at least one. We did one four-song EP. Yeah. And then... Yeah, that was in ninety late ninety nine two thousand, right? Okay. Yeah, and then this one we we put out in two thousand two. So I always thought it was twenty twenty one, but anyway, yeah, recorded uh, at uh, with Stu Kirkwood at the uh, Sound Studio. No, what was the name of that studio? Studio. The Studio. Oh, it was yeah. Stu uh, Stu Studio. Yeah, at the. St- uh, Studio. Sound Extractor. Sound Extractor. Sound studio. Extractor, a.k.a. Yeah. the Studio. Yeah. Out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. 147th yeah. Street, finest area of town. Yeah. Right? In the basement Class. of some building right next to a swingers club. It was like the real Jam deal. space, yeah. swingers club. But yeah. you walked down in that basement and there was, it was kind of like walking to another world. So, definitely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that the end of the context? Is that kind of where we pick it up from there after we talk about beer? Yeah, let's talk some beers that we can pick it up from there. Good. Dane, nope. why don't you kick it off? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, I got some new headphones in, and it sounds just so funny. Anyway, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get used to it, I guess. I can actually hear you. Um, I'm drinking a town site, Zunga. Zunga. Zunga, Zunga. That is a blonde ale. And um, yeah, it's really good. You're able to buy that in uh, town, yes? I am able to buy this in town, absolutely. Lucky. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to pair that with a Yellow Dog High Five Hazy IPA and Ooh. a good, clean, fun West Coast IPA from Twin Sales. Nice. So I'm ready to rock. I'm starting my long nice. weekend a day early. Woo-hoo. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Are you taking Friday? Mini off? Friday. 
I'm taking tomorrow off. Yes. Beauty. <laughs> I'm doing the same, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's nice. Gonna, that's what you got to do. Yes. One vacation yeah. day equals four days in a row. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, I'll, I'll jump in. I'm, I'm go, yeah, going go to the back to the beautiful city of Vernon, British Columbia, and I'm going to Okanagan Spring. Um, nice. And I grabbed, they, were, they had a couple small cans in singles. So I thought that was kind of strange. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, but it, it, not at I've the usual liquor packs. store, though. So I tried somewhere new this time and found some small ones. But it was the, it's the 1516 lager and the yep. King Eddie Pilsner. So. Oh, yeah. Those, the King Eddie's really good. Yeah, it's, they're, they're kind of both solid. I've had these before, but they're tasty. So uh, that's what I'm going with. Nice, nice. Well, I'm shooting down to the other end of the Okanagan Valley, way down to Penticton. And this is Tin Whistle Brewing. Uh, let's see. I've got Honey Porter, which is a 6%. And I have a Peach Cream Ale. So, Ooh. Oh, yeah. I that I'm would be for nice. That. I'm excited for that. I just just opened up the the honey porter and it's it's fantastic so far. So, can I see the can on the peach one? I haven't yeah. seen that one before. It's it's a little weird to woo, oh, woo, it's like woo. half open peaches. Yeah, that's cool. Almost abstracty kind of fancy art. With like a yeah. video game anyway, font, yeah, it's it's pretty rad. So nice. yeah, that's Tin Whistle as well. They're both offerings from. They're they're both Tin Whistle. Yeah, nice. I love that name. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. Yeah, so that's what I got. Fantastic. Two thousand two. Okay, so um, let's 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 get into the Wayback Machine and uh, yeah, yeah, and and maybe you know I was trying to think where like I met Stu. Like I'm trying to figure out. I tried to think of that today, and I was trying to think about like where that all kind of went down. And Dane, I remember you and I were in um, oh Banff. I think it was Banff, wasn't it? And we saw Rotting Fruit play at the Rosen Crown and the top of the Rosen. That's Crown, right, right, and that's right. And they were playing there, and. That's where it kind of goes dark because I I remember like Kay. connecting with Stu somehow, and yeah, I don't know I remember. how the connection worked with like the band. I don't really know how that all kind of kicked off, but then like the next thing I knew it, he, I found out that he had his own recording studio, and I was like, why don't we get this guy to record the album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I remember. I forgot about the Rose and Crown, but now I remember. You jogged my memory. So we saw Rotting Fruit, Stu Kirkwood guitar player was he the singer yeah he was the singer as well um and then they all kind of sang in that group yeah they were all kind of yeah. bass yeah. drums everything he did it all. fast forward let's just say a couple months and we're on white avenue at this bar called the attic mm-hmm. and rotting fruit is playing at uh a bar called the urban lounge at the town which was at the time which, which was just downstairs and across the street relatively from the attic and we were just like drinking beer and we're like we gotta we gotta talk to Stu because rotting fruit is across the street we gotta talk to him somehow we gotta figure out if we can like you know and i don't know if at the time we knew he had a recording studio 
um, as far as I remember, we just wanted to hook up and like open for his band. Yeah. Something like that. And yeah. I was like, okay, man. Okay. Okay. We like whatever rock, paper, scissors or something. <laughs> and you went and wow. I don't know what I did. I continued drinking. You came this back. Is, uh, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. You came back. <laughs> I'm still at the same spot. I haven't moved. And you're like, all right. I talked to Stu and he said, that's all that's that's all that I remember. <laughs> it's just static. <laughs> but I think it was yeah. more, it was along the lines of like, <laughs> yes, we're in. We're going to do it. And it was either we're going <laughs> to open for him or we're going to record with him. And I think yep. it was at first we were going to like do something. He was going to find something for us. And then it eventually turned into why don't we record with him? Yeah. And he wound up having this like really awesome studio and um yeah yeah thank you for that's what i love thank you for adding that part of the story because i totally forgot about the attic and the coming down because i i I couldn't remember because i was like it would have been weird to ask him right that night in banff about it but i remember when we saw them when they were across there we were like oh we just saw them it was like let's go we've already talked to these guys right so yeah. yeah. Yes. It, and yeah. It's so weird how that how that came to be, right? Like it's not like we looked on the internet and found like recording studios, right? It just yeah, kinda, that wasn't a thing. Kind of fell out of the sky, right? Like and it, and it all kind of started in Banff. <laughs> and I, I don't. Maybe that was the millennium. Was that the no mm. no? Because we would have started that before that. Yeah, yeah, we went to Cheetahs and then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember we didn't get a chance to talk to him in Banff, and so no. it was like no, because it would have been that strange. Was the objective, yeah, that was yeah. the objective. We needed to talk to him, and we needed to get an in. And w- whatever happened that night, we wound up agreeing to record. And I remember. Um, Maybe I'm jumping too far ahead here, but there was a lot of back and forth, like how we were going to do it. There was pre-production yeah. involved. Yeah, there was. It wasn't like okay, I'll record you guys. Like yeah. there, there yeah. was a little bit of back and forth before there was even like, um, you know, an agreement was made. Yeah, yeah. Well, even even about a week after you guys talked to him, then uh, you. All, all four of us went down and met him for breakfast, wasn't it? We met him for breakfast and we oh, BSed probably. about it and he had his, his notepad out and it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do with this and how many songs do you have? And we start talking pre-production and and we had never done anything like this before. <laughs> yeah. And what? then he comes out to our jam space on the acreage and yes, basically reworks most of our songs and yeah. It's a super interesting experience. Never dealt with pre-production before, so. Right. And I remember feeling like, this is so professional. I learned a lot from that dude. Didn't really understand what pre-production was, but it was, yeah, him coaching us. Because we had, for the most part, a few songs and a lot of ideas. Yep. And I remember he was just really trying to, like, kind of, you know, force us to completion kind of like really have a full album ready to rock and not an EP. Right. Yeah. And, and even just to, just to tighten things up and, you know, change some of the arrangements and clean things up, you know, my playing was busy on this part or, or, you know, 
take the drums down a little bit or in this passage do that. Like it was, it was super cool. So yeah. 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 And then, and then we were able to take his notes and work with that and play a bunch of live shows even before we started recording. So that was, that was very helpful. Yeah. And that was the thing. I mean, we were playing live throughout the whole process too, right? Like, so yeah. You know, it was kind of like, like every week. Yeah, we were even taking gear out of there, back and from the studio into the <laughs> into the gig mm-hmm. space, and then back into the studio. Right, I remember having to do that a few yeah. times as well. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, and, and such a cool like time in my life too. Like I have so many memories from even recording that album. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, even there's a few times when I listened this week where. And you know those moments when you listen to it in the studio and you listen to it on the studio speakers and you just can't help but just like grin from ear to ear and you're like, that sounds so good. And then, <laughs> you know, there's a couple of times that I went back and, I, and there's a few, t- and I'll get to them if we go song by song on this, where I was like, this is just so, it's, it just sounds so good in this spot. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not trying to be cocky because there's a few things that's just like, it's, it's pretty good. It's 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 yep. pretty good. So, um, yeah, you guys want to go song by song? I think let's, so. I, we gotta. Do, yeah. I mean, can we put clips into that. this, Mike? Because we own it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, of course we can. I mean, I don't want to give more work, but like you know, it'd be of cool. Of course we can. I've already planned on doing okay. that. Oh, of so. course you did. I should have known that. Yeah, totally. I got. I got this. I got yeah. this. Um, <laughs> I couldn't not do it for a twentieth anniversary. Come on, yeah, man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I think it deserves that because just on, you know, listening today, um, it's a really well-rounded album. And like, I'm not just saying that because it's us, but there's, you know, you think of bands back then and stuff that was popular back in the early 2000s and it was all very formulated stuff. Yeah. Like you had your Nickelback and your um, whatever, Three Grace Days fucking Grace, whatever yeah, garbage creed. bands that were out there at that time. It was yeah. all this formula. And we yeah. were experimenting with different things. Anyway, we'll go track by track and go and yeah. go through it. But I was just really impressed yeah. well, even because of... Exactly. Um, anyway, just how simplistic some of the songs are, but they work like yeah. really well. Yeah. And you know what I really like that we do is instead of putting a bridge in a lot of these songs, we just put a guitar solo. We just yep, put a guitar done. solo, and then it goes back, and it there's no bridge. There's no bridge. Nope. There's a bridge no. on Passerby. There's a bridge on Passerby. Um, Love Ugly? He, no, I don't think there's a bridge there no. either. There's a breakdown right there, but no. Okay. No, there is... We'll have to You'll go have through. To explain the difference between a bridge and a breakdown when we get there. <laughs> we, we were we were good at writing riffs, but not crafting songs at that point. So well, and that's the thing. Like Stu crafted, helped craft those two, right? So yeah. it was just like a yeah. We just put a guitar solo in there instead, or a bass solo, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It just kind of worked. But yeah, I mean, passerby. I mean, here's the big hit from the album, right? I mean, this is the yep. this it's is a banger right off the start. Banger right off the start. <laughs>
this riff, this riff, uh, most of this was written by you, Flip. So I remember you bringing the acoustic guitar down and said, oh, I got this this thing. Yeah. And then you showed it to me, and then I kind of tightened it up and added some stuff. But that was mostly your idea from what I remember. Yeah, it was just that, that junky... Uh, <laughs> Uh, classical guitar Dane that we had yeah. in the basement uh, yeah. suite that we yeah. got off of somebody for free. I don't know what it was, but I just remember, yeah, just kind of having that idea. And then, yeah, it just, it sounded obviously way better when you took a hold of it and, you know, did, yeah. did what you did with it. But um, it's, it's only because I wasn't using that acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that acoustic is that- now in a landfill somewhere, I'm sure, but. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, not the not the Smithsonian. Not the Smithsonian. It should be. Yeah, this guitar wrote this song. Uh, I like this song. I still like this song. I think it's a. It's still fun. Yeah. And it was the only song that we did a music video for. Oh, right. Which, oh which, God. if anybody listening is even remotely interested in any of this, we have the music video and a bunch of live stuff on YouTube. So we can, uh, I'll put some, put some links in the notes here and whatever. So I showed Kira's mom, the music video a couple yeah. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dark, man. I forgot. Oh yeah. Super it's dark. Very intense. <laughs> oh yeah. It's very intense. It's you have, let's just say you have to sign into your YouTube account if you want to watch it. Yeah, it must be 18 <laughs> and over. Yeah. yeah. Not for children's <laughs> eyes. No, not at all. Yeah. But we had never done a music video before, and it was a, a, a college Nate or whatever uh, video project for my cousin. Right. Yeah, so so it was for her credits, and she put together everything and put together the cast and the crew. And, and it was free, right? All we did is... It was yeah, free. we didn't yeah, pay anything for, for that. Yeah, no, no, no. It was for her one her credits or whatever for her video. Yeah, uh, program or whatever. What budding the band flip, is going to turn uh, out a, a free music video, right? Like, who's going to turn exactly. that exactly? And exactly. wait, how rock and roll is yeah. this? Flip. I don't know if you um, remember this, but I think you went on a date <laughs> with uh, the actress that played the prostitute. Oh, okay. Oh, there. <laughs> wait, start again, dude. We lost you. Back. Did you hear what I said? I just heard <laughs> no, someone you, played the prostitute. Something prostitute. That's <laughs> no. all I heard. <laughs> I said, I don't think you remember this, but you dated the the oh. actress that played the prostitute. I remember that, man. And you <laughs> know, you go on a date with Yeah, and you know what's kind of funny? Was that? Well, it was rock and roll, but it was, you know, what was even funnier is when like I asked her or like the music came up. She wasn't yeah. she wasn't really into it. <laughs> so Oh really? Yeah, she was like, I don't really like the, like how it goes like from like, you know, you can s- singing in one speaker and like not singing in the other speaker like and then it goes back to yeah. like normal and I was like, "Oh, I'm like, well, we did that on purpose." And she's like, "Yeah, I didn't like it." <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of like that Seinfeld episode where she's like, "I just can't, you know, date somebody I don't, you know, like what they do yeah. kind of thing." So, yeah, it was yeah, one of yeah. those. So, that was that was one <laughs> date and done. That was that. But but didn't yeah. you say that she also already had a boyfriend at the time? Oh, so. that may have been a thing, too. Yeah, that's definitely oh, possible. Controversial. <laughs> yeah. Don't go out with me if you have a boyfriend, I guess. that's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was Passerby. Passerby. <laughs> yes. That's a classic, man. Uh, and you know what? Like, this, uh, it, it kind of like chunks almost. It's almost like 
these four first four songs almost kind of like fit together. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. they like totally. kind of all go together, right? So just like yesterday. Okay, let's go back to actually Passerby, Mike. What do you? Let's go talk about the gear here that we're playing with on on Passerby with with guitars with bass. Right. Well, uh, all I used for for everything that we did uh, the the gear that I had up until I don't know maybe ten years ago was a, a 1996 Paul Reed Smith Standard uh, 22 gold top with uh just the the stock uh prs dragon pickups which is awesome i still have that uh through a fender 410 hot rod deville and just some pedals here and there i had a um just a little uh what was that called the the dan electro Oh yeah, little distortion, whatever it was called, the their overdrive cool cat or daddy-o distortion. Daddy-o. Daddy-o, yeah. Yeah. And a, and a, a Vox Wah, and that's all I was running. Uh, you had anything a big else? at one point, did you not? I did. I had. I wish I would have kept it. I had the the original, um, like the the old Russian made. Uh, yeah, that the, that old pedal. I wish I would have kept it, but uh, yeah. So I had that, but I didn't use it on this. And yeah, I think there was just one of those line six pods in the studio for for overdubs and and uh, guitar solos and stuff. So yeah, which is kind of which wild, man, yeah. because there are so many different guitar sounds in this album. Yeah. You know, like yeah. even when the guitar yeah. starts, some of these songs, like even when you yep. think when you're jumping ahead to life, like that's. A totally different guitar sound than what you're I pushing. I love the tone on that. Yeah, on me life. too. I love it. It's so springy. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, how would you describe that, Mike? Like the, I, I, I don't know. And it's funny too because it was the same gear for every song. So right, uh, I, I know I, I had like a at the time in that guitar there was a five way selector for pickups. So I mean I could have changed those. Uh, I don't know if I use my Strat at all for that because I'd uh, still do. But I had a, a '96 US Lone Star Strat with the two Texas Specials and Seymour Duncan Pearly Gates humbucker in it. So I think I used a little bit of that. But yeah, for the most yeah. part, I think it was all PRS. So. There, but I do remember Stu had a couple of really interesting amplifiers and like the mic of- placement. Like I, I'll never forget him miking stuff up in the hallway. Yes, making like a natural reverb. So I, I think, 
um, mic placement and, and amplifiers may have had something to do with it, no? It would have been massive because I know he, he set up two different mics on the front of the amp when we set it up in the hallway, and it was a long yeah. hallway. Yeah. So they, he set it up kind of in the middle of the hallway and then put two mics in front and one in inside the back of the combo, like right by the speakers, just to catch that. And he had another one way in the back down the hall behind it to catch it, to right. catch stuff. And then I don't know what he did after that with, you know, kind of blending things or picking and choosing, but uh, whatever he did, he worked some magic. So, Yeah, each each song has a completely different sound to it almost, right? Yeah. And, that, and that's... And it sounds like when you said, Dane, like a well-rounded album, but like it sounds a little disjointed, but somehow each one of these songs is a different thing. And then mm-hmm. it all kind of comes together in one nice little package, <laughs> right? Like, well, But it almost feels yeah. like there's kind of little sections in this album too. Um, I mean, I, I and I, I got to give props to Trev. I mean, lyrically, when I listen to this album again, it's impressive. There's, there's quite mm-hmm. a few lyrics where, you know, I really like the lyrics on this album, you know, like yeah. there's, it just, his delivery, uh, everything to it. It just, you know, there's, I, I got to give him a shout out. So hopefully he's listening to this because, uh, you know, he's, he's Somewhere. a good front man. He always has been. So yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, life, you know, can be good if yeah. you got the money. How did it go? Yeah. Life, you know, it can be. Oh, you know, and he told, he told me that was money. off of, uh, Linda Steele off of Global News. That's what it was based off of because he, uh, oh, yeah, like it was, she wouldn't open the door or something for uh, it was either somebody who was homeless or somebody who was handicapped or something like that. And he just was disgusted by the site. And then yeah. it was that's kind of what started the whole thing. So it was like a local celebrity that like spurred this song. <laughs> Linda Steele. <laughs> Linda Steele. If you're listening, Linda, <laughs> this one's for you. Yeah. You were you were Trev's muse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like obviously you guys went to the the live shows. There was like the the Reds. Um, I like as soon as I got to to life, I was like, okay, I need to see like some live stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's uh, you know a lot of the footage that Tim took, but there's that one show at Reds. And we have a bunch of different angles, but for the most part, it's from the side of the stage. Yep. Yeah. Well, there, there was three different angles and I ended up putting, I, I think I pieced them together. No, I, I think I released two different or three different versions of. Okay. So, so there, the, all the different angles are on, on the YouTubes there, but yeah, it was, it was cool to have actually have that. Totally. That was it behind, you can behind the stage too. Yeah, behind the behind, yeah. behind the stage, yeah. the sign fell down or something, and like we're yeah. all just like getting ready to go. You're smoking a cigarette, and like <laughs> we're just like a bunch of like young guys, Oops, and then <laughs> yeah, we step out and like it's like go time. Like someone goes out and pans the crowd for a little bit, and then it fades to like we're just we just give her, <laughs> and like we're all on like a hundred. Uh, hey, I wanted to show you guys. I thought maybe I I should open up. I uh... oh, you got a fresh one. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I've got a I've got a fresh sealed copy of that as well. And I found uh, uh, two stickers. I think I got maybe two or four stickers left over. I love and those stickers. 
I've got uh, yeah, I've yeah. got those. But do you have the T-shirt? I have the T-shirt, the beige one with the. Yes. You know what? I, no I got one way. of those. I have one of those. Yeah, I've, uh, I have uh, a bootleg T-shirt that my wife made back in the day. You guys don't. No. You guys what? don't have one of these. Check this. Check this. I don't even know if I've seen this. I have oh. not seen that. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, and it's got. So the, it's an orange T-shirt with our. Oh, dude. Yeah, it, Why haven't we never seen this oh, before? Oh, it was like she told me she made it in like shop class or had her sister make it in like shop class back in the day and just gave like the picture and then like the sticker and then like somehow That's transferred awesome. it onto there and then made this bootleg version of it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we brought that out too. Awesome. Classic. Um, okay. I, here, this is, I think, the best song on the album. Track four. Blind Ear. Blind Ear. Yeah. Yeah. I that that was a cool way. one. I couldn't see that That's song. the one, yeah. That was a super cool one because we yeah. did not record to a click track. It was just live off the floor. And it, it was one of these things where we played it so many times that it was more of a feel song between how we were playing instead of what we were playing, right? So, I don't even know what yeah. time signature it's in. No, I don't either. I tried counting it out. I have I can't figure it out. I don't know. I can't. I don't know how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a it was a good one for sure. There was a lot going on in that. Was a bass solo? Oh, it's my favorite bass solo, man. On the the whole album, (laughs) tapping one. And and I got to geek out on this bass solo for you for a second because, (laughs) I mean, I don't know what the recording is of it. I'd like to just hear the isolated bass track on it because without the drums coming underneath, because. Your bass sounds completely different during that solo, and I don't even know what it is. It kind of sounds like you're underwater almost. Like it just, it's yeah. crazy. But then you'd finish the bass solo, and then Mike keeps going into the into the verse, but you don't do it yet. And then you all of a sudden you slide down into Get the verse, in. and it's just like, yeah. oh, it's so good, man. Yeah. It just it locks yeah. into place, and it's like that was one of the ones I had to reverse, like four or five times yeah, yeah. i'm just like i gotta hear that again it's good it's good that's the one i have a i love hate relationship for that one because like um i think i was playing on my pv so i had like a pv i don't even know what it was called it just had like a pickup in the bridge it's just a giant workhorse yeah, that was yeah. a great bass heavy bass 
And uh, I remember I could just pound on on the frets on that, and it wouldn't buzz out. So I think it was just set up really high. Mm-hmm. And um, but then there's I've got these chords going on, which I just I cannot listen to bass chords anymore. I just <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Like the dude from Alexis on Fire does it all the time, and especially live shows. I'm just I cringe when I hear it. Because it sounds so muddy. It adds to it. It's adds just, to like the power. I think of like yeah of this I'm, I'm song. Glad you think so. Yeah, I do in the right places. I do, it's, right, it's, like it's, and I mean and, and that's just the bass, right? Like the guitar on top of it yeah. is obviously very important too. But like, there's just something about that bass solo that just oh it gives me chills when it comes on. It yeah, just, yeah. I th- I think it was that guitar because I was able to just pound on that neck. Yeah, and like. It it wouldn't fret out. It wouldn't like do the things that basses do typically. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I and I want to kind of launch into this part because I I had a, a fun dive on gear that was not of our own that is used on this album, and I see I don't remember much of that other than like the the keyboards and stuff that. Yeah. Okay. So used. I mean, back to I mean, I don't think that there's anything on Passerby or just like yesterday, but on Life. There is a there's the Fender Rhodes Mark 173 yep. stage piano yep. that makes its first yep. appearance on this. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that and, it, and this this Fender Rhodes is on here a bunch of times. There's a few songs that it is on, but Life or sorry, uh, yeah, Life is when it first shows up. So we're using that, and then when we go to Blind Ear, we I, I start with I looked it up. It's that drum machine that I had. It's a yep. Yamaha DD8 from 1992 so that's when it first shows up and yeah in blind ear right at the beginning with the like nine inch nails closer uh you know iggy pop opening there and it had those like four green pads drum pads right so i played that part just myself but then that dd8 comes back in later on deserted too like running that dda through a phaser um yeah right at the beginning right it, it comes in again so yeah just a few yeah. of those and then blind ear we've got the leslie 147 speaker cabinet which trevor's voice is being run through and you can hear the whispers uh and that was i, I i'll never forget that too like being in that room oh, just yeah. hearing him doing the whispering through the mic that's coming through the leslie and just being in the room with the leslie and it was just like it was the creepiest, eeriest sounding thing. And it just, yeah, it, it fits so well in there too. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what, the, the, uh, there's more. There's more gear here too, right? Like on Lost Angel, we use the Suzuki Q-Cord QC1, that that thing with the, the strumming. The Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was so cool. The QC one, I, I can't tell the synth. I don't know. Like the, he he has a Korg radius analog digital synth, and I don't know if that's the one that we use. But there's a synth all over this album too, like yeah, uh, quite a bit of synth. Um, what else is on here? There's a harmonium on this album. There's a harmonium in in Teach at the end. I don't even know where we got the harmonium from. But right. I remember playing. <laughs> I remember playing the harmonium. He had everything, man. Um, oh, the stylophone, the pocket electric organ. You remember that thing? Oh yeah, that yeah, was awesome. <laughs> that little sounded so weird on its own, but when you put it in the mix, it was it was pretty. It rad. Worked, yeah. 
Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's all that I had. But I mean, that's quite he, a bit of different instruments that we didn't have. He had a Line 6 pod. I'm just looking it up because I remember yeah, it like little, distinctly. And it had... Yeah, that red jelly, that red, red bean thing. Yeah, the red bean. Exactly. Um, and I remember he pulled that out. And what is that? That's a bunch of like delay and, and it's reverb. It's amp modeling. Well, it's got everything. So it's got amp models. It's got uh, um, amps, cabinets, and different effects built right. in. That, that so. must have been like cutting edge in 2002. It was Oh, at the I time, remember he man. pulled it out and we were like, what is that? Because <laughs> I remember it had and that it like almost like too. recipe book on like if you want to sound like the Beatles yep. or like the this amp that the Beatles right. use, turn it to this, right? Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's 12 knobs on it. How many knobs? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's 10 knobs on it. <laughs> and and totally. And line, line six has been crushing it ever since. I mean, they put that out and then they've they've had rack units and they've had specific base units and they've had HD and now they've got, you know, 20 years later, it's the line six helix, which is basically the same. Yeah. Um, well, basically the same idea anyway, and they, they just evolved. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, and, and it's amazing how I, I'm surprised how good it sounds now, comparing it to the technology that they have now. Yeah. Like back back then, it was like it was it was mind blowing. But when you look at all the the digital technology that came back then, it's usually pretty crappy. And yeah, now yeah. you look into it, it, listening back, it's like, wow, that sounds pretty great in the mix anyway. So yeah. what's his face from GHS pedals does, I think on it, I think. And yeah, he yeah. just like, you know, yeah, basically breaks it down and how amazing that pedal still is today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you guys remember what he was running for recording? Like the board and, and any kind of software? I mean, I remember oh, he had like yeah. an old school he had PC. A size board. Yeah, he had a decent sized board. I think he was running Cubase. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Cubase. So, yeah, it was oh, it was a good setup, and it was a good feeling mm -hmm. there too. You know, like it was totally. conducive for what we were doing, and well, it was, it was conducive for recording, but it was also good for writing because there was a lot of these songs that we wrote, or a couple of these songs that we wrote in the studio while, you know, while you were tracking drums, I wrote. The guitar part for a song and then you know i'd go and record the guitar and trev would go into another room and write the lyrics and then we just do it so i go watch simpsons for a bit in the <laughs> exactly <laughs> in the other room and yeah yeah for all, all you'd hear was uh Stu's judas priest screams coming out of the room and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> devil horn shooting up and yeah you guys disagree <laughs> that blind ears is the best on the album um <sighs> I've got another choice, but it, it's not. It's for other reasons. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, I do remember listening to it. I'm like, this. It's. It seems like one of the more mature songs on the album. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. Um, deserted. Thank you. 
so with this one, this is the acoustic one, right? This is the acoustic one. Yeah. Yeah. So this this is the one where I kind of he he boxed me off in this this little cubicle, you know, a, a four by four or whatever it was cubicle yeah. to to record this. And it, I'm sitting in this room with my I think I had my yeah my seagull acoustic at the time, had a microphone and a blue light lamp, and that was all I had in there. Nice and recording that, and then um, backup vocals. You brought someone in for. For the, the the female backup vocals. No, you're thinking Lost Angel. Oh, yeah. that's Lost Angel. Okay. Yeah, Deserted has like um, it's a tough one for me. It's a hard listen for me. It's, I, I, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's another one though that here's a song though that we don't even have a guitar solo in. To yeah. there is no bridge. There's no bridge. There's no second <laughs> nothing. It just goes to that and then back and then that and then back. But it tells a story, right? Like it tells a story through yeah. that whole section. And it's really, you know, it's 307 long, but by the end of it, you have to make it all the way to the end to get the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I just think the, the vocals sound super forced. I just think it was the wrong way to approach that song the the chorus the chorus most definitely yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's just uh the effect it's trevor trevor seems a little like he's not a hundred percent confident i got it i know what you're saying on that Mm -hmm. i get that yeah yeah um but again lyrically it's good (laughs) yeah it's really good it's really good yeah Maybe maybe the process was a little rushed for some of the songs vocally, where we didn't, you know, he 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 had great ideas, and then maybe we just, I don't know if we changed something or he didn't feel he had enough time to develop to make it the right thing, or I, I don't know. But oh, yeah. I, you know, I, st- I still love the track and the the you know the lyrics for all of these are still great. But but yeah, I see where you're coming from. I don't, and you don't remember ever like like giving my two cents on vocals you know i I wasn't like can you sing it like this trev like doodly do you know i'm not gonna i I never stepped in there on that right like yeah yeah that's that's your deal yeah it's all that was his thing yeah for sure even during practice i remember there would be times where he'd just be sort of like kicking it like at at the back of the room (laughs) and we'd be just figuring out a song and he let us do that and when, once we had something that was like a basic structure, then he would just sort of like come in and add like melodies and yeah. some lyrics and stuff like that. And then he would like work on it. Yeah. And I remember too, it's funny because he always, when he was trying out songs, he'd always uh, mimic playing guitar at the same time. Right. Yep. And I was like, you know, you got to put a guitar in that guy's hand. Like, He's he's got the strumming down. He's he's strumming while he's playing, right? But it would have opened things up. Yeah. yeah. And he never did that in concert though, right? Like he never did that in no. concert. He just did it when he was trying out a new song. It was kind of funny. Yeah. 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 Uh Choi and you know what's kind of cool, man? When you were telling me that, that story, I played deserted in my headphones at the same time while you were telling the story and it it, it worked real good. So nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh choices.
okay, so this is the one that we played on breakfast television at uh, five o'clock in the oh, morning, yeah. <laughs> whatever it was. Right? A channel, a get channel. ready to yeah. wake up. <laughs> <laughs> which which is also on on YouTube's there. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a really odd deal because we that that was the first time because we did that and then we did the evening or was it vice versa other way around we did the evening and then came back in the morning and it was like minus 60 outside oh yeah disgusting it yeah. was brutal so yeah cool. I'll, I'll, I'll the the biggest thing i remember out of the morning one was the camera guy because a channel used to always do they, they were trying to copy um bigger music video stations where they would move the camera around a lot and they'd have all this motion and you know the cameraman would like zoom in and zoom out and he'd be like down on the floor and getting you know down and he's getting you know up shots and and twisting things around and I remember trying to do whatever guitar solo I attempted to do and I was so thrown off by what he was doing and how close he was to me while he was doing it that I I fucked the whole thing up like I, I was it was you know, nobody else knew. And, you know, other than YouTube, if I didn't put it on, no one would ever think of it again. But it still bothers me that I know I could have done so much better with that whole situation if he would have just backed up and get out of my fucking face. Yeah. I screwed it all up. It's like, come on, man. This sucks. You know what I do That's love in this song? I do love the, like, reverse solo sound that happens in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a cool one. Now, this is yeah, another right. trilogy of songs for me at this part of the album. These choices here right. to me in Lost Angel, that, those all go yep. together. They're like 205, 202, 214. It's like this okay, little yeah. trio of songs that like, we just need to tell you again these three things and then it's into something else. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I always, okay, so I, I need to get this in here, get this off my chest. Yeah. I always thought Choices sounded a lot like it was one of those bands. There was a band out there like a you know, Loudmouth. I'm trying to remember the name. It was like a one-hit wonder band. Um, How does Choices go again? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Need the ride or something like that. Right. Da, da, da. And like just that yeah. chorus, it sounded like felt not filter. Yeah. Fuse. <laughs> what, I don't know, man. What fuel. Those bands one of those. <laughs> fuel. Is that it? I think fuel? it was fuel. Maybe. It was one of those bands that just had that same kind of deal. Yeah. And I always felt super guilty because I was like, this is really close. <laughs> But like the rest of the song wasn't so like yeah. I didn't know no that until right now. No, no one said anything. But like, yeah, I'll put your ears on a mission after this. Like, find that song because it's like pretty close. Interesting. There you well, go. It's, it, it's funny too with this whole album that you know everybody sort of asked what what we played or what genre or, uh, we couldn't fit into anything because it wasn't like we were uh, you know a, a metal band or a punk band or a blues band or a rock band or a you know. It was just this weird mix of everything where we couldn't we couldn't say that you know we we sound like no effects or we said like you, you, these bands where every song sounds the same and every song sounds like a specific band where every song on this album sounds just different yeah. like it's just a mixed bag of oh totally because interesting stuff choices, I don't know. 
you go to Here's to Me. Yeah. And like those two songs can't be any different. It can't be right. any more different. No. Yeah. No. And Here's to Me is is great. It, it's yeah. yeah. It's so good. That's got to be the shortest song in this album. Yeah, 202, right? Like, it's just like in your face. Here it is. And again, with no bridge, but we've got that do 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 You know, uh, and it sounds cool, though, because it's like doubled and tripled and like quadrupled in there, right? So there's so many things going on. Um, and then like a massive amount of synthesizer for the back end of it, right? Like just synthesizer yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just totally different. I don't know. It just, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's something to it. And then, yeah. And then lost angel. song so different totally different yeah Yeah, Yeah. another one that's just out there this to me is very tea party-esque yeah but like not i mean like inspired by yeah i think it was a real like uh, i want to say not a diamond in the rough but it was just something different and another one of those tracks that i felt was like mature yeah like it was just if we would have done like another two more albums it would have sounded like uh lost angel i think there would have been a lot more of that experimentation and yeah i agree i agree with that yeah because we all had these different kind of that's kind of what made it great right it was all these four different musical interests kind of all coming together and that's what created this right like i think that's what it all came down to there's elements of every single thing that we all like in this yeah right like a little bit of everything right yes there's some metal yes there's some blues yes there's some jazz yes there's you know there's a little bit of everything there's some classical like it's just it's different it's a different album yeah um but synth on this one too and i was gonna ask you is that an ebo at the end of this song Yes. Yeah. Any anything that had that sort of woo yeah, thing it just was, was Evo, and sounds I sounds so cool. I, I used that a lot when we did live too for for sort of either intros or 
It was just a, a cool little toy. So I loved it. Every time you brought it out, I was like, yes. Yeah. 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 It felt like cutting edge tra- technology now then too, right? Like it felt like nobody right, had yeah. ever seen that before. It was like it's fucking cool. No. And it's it's just a little a little toy that you put in the palm of your hand. It's got a light on it and two different switches and like an a magnet, oscillating a, pow- like, a powered magnet. So yeah. basically it's you you place it on on your strings and it makes the strings like it reacts with the pickups and makes the strings vibrate in a certain way. So now it, it almost sounds like a like you're playing a, a violin, like a bow on a violin, but yeah. it's it's a single yeah. string kind of thing. So yeah, it fits so well at the end of that. It just adds to like the eeriness of the whole thing, right? And yeah. then it just kind of gets yeah. sucked into a vacuum at the end of the song, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then so maybe good. for me, maybe the this is number two for me. Change yourself yeah. is number two, and and the yeah. opening of this song is probably my number one favorite opening on this entire album. playing the riff over top of the other riff it's like yeah so I, I recorded i recorded part of that with the with an acoustic and then recorded no i, I think i did like two tracks with an, an acoustic and then the rest of it was all electric and how he just layered it and one he played forwards and one he flipped it and played reverse and then layered it and it just yeah, it sounds it's so this good. cool <laughs> yeah the, this weird swirling back and forth like there's a lot of separation to it where it's hitting left and right and left and right and back and like it's it's super cool and then the yeah, riff kicks yeah, in yeah. and then and then it's go time so gotcha 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 and there's lots of wah on that main yeah. riff too yeah yeah and it, I mean it's got tea party in it right like it's got a lot oh, of tea totally. party elements to it. Uh, yeah. Especially when it just Another breaks one. it down to the you know bass and drums and him singing, it's yep. it's a lot. But um, again, I feel like this is another one of those kind of like mature songs on it because it, it, you know we kind of crafted this one almost. It feels like we we took our time with this. Yeah, and I I rem- yep. and I remember even coming up with the ending together at the. Remember when we came up with that ending and Is we were like, oh, ending? it's just, it was so good when we figured it out at the rehearsal space <laughs> yeah. and we were like, yeah. this is it. Yeah, this it's is the it. kiss ending. It's the kiss ending. Yes. <laughs> oh, the kiss ending is so good on this song. Yeah. But <clears throat> even before that, I mean, that the breakdown spot, I mean, this is, this is my favorite guitar solo on the album. I think so too. Yeah. I think it's the best one. When it breaks down and then the, like, the drum with the delay on it. Yeah. And the bass well, the, comes the in. The funny thing with the funny thing with this solo is I'm listening to it while I'm talking when, to you guys right now. 
Well, the thing about this solo is I, I remember, and it, it bothers me still, is that when I started, I did it. I did it in one take. That was the keeper in one take, and for some reason, I thought that I had more bars <laughs> so I, I thought I, I had to stretch it out and then it's like oh no here comes the drums okay now so that was like a, a last second find the notes and fall into the next part yeah yeah because it was it was just done on the fly the solo was done one take and yeah I don't I don't know I mean looking back I wish I would wish we could have stretched the song out X amount of bars and then made it longer but yeah Really, I mean that's, and then it goes it, into it the, and drum kicks in, just kicks right back in. I love that part too. Right, yeah, right, right. Now it's coming back. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I, I'm sorry, I got to go back real quick to here's to me, and I, I got to give another shout out to you, Dane, on the, on the bass. There's a, you do this run down the bass at the very end of that song do 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 you know that one like <laughs> I remember that yeah i had no idea how i did it oh. i was like what <laughs> I can never do that again. I re- I wanted to isolate the bass on that one too because I just I'm like I gotta hear that again. It's just like it's perfection. It's just like I can't even figure out what happens at the end of it. Like I could sing the beginning of it. I don't know what what you end with. That's how good it is. No, I mean I have no idea yeah. what I did. I think I just it was like yeah. Oh, I wrote it down. I was like I got it completely random. Everything just fell into place. <laughs> Oh, yeah. great. Fantastic. Um, you have to sit with it and, and relearn it, try and figure out partially, you know, what you did. <laughs> maybe your hands will remember at some point. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe, probably not. I just remember not being able to ever do that ever again. <laughs> like, that wasn't a song that we really played live. No. No. So. Yeah, it's one and done, one and done. <laughs> one and done. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, everyday relationships. That's the one. With all the Fender Rhodes again. Yeah. With That's in there. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of this song. This is probably. It was fun to play live. It was fun to play live. Yeah, I'll give you that for sure. It was one of those songs that you could, you know, rhythm rhythmically jump. Yep. Through the whole damn song. Right. 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 Dane and I on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Jumping in unison, pogoing around the stage, and yeah, yeah, a short one again though. Two fifteen on this one, right? Like it's, 
Yeah. No guitar solo, no bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny too, most of these songs were probably done in D and most of these songs we never changed from D. <laughs> nope. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah no, they were pretty much all It doesn't know. seem like it doesn't seem like a, a low like sounding album. Like it doesn't well, sound like the album was, was recorded. It was like D. E standard drop D tuning for a lot of them, except for the acoustic songs and and I mean Blind Ear, Pass uh no Passerby was was E standard, but a lot a lot of these were just you know, we picked on we picked a key and we stayed through the whole fucking song. <laughs> yeah, that's not a necessity. Let's just keep it in the same key. We don't tune again. Yeah, right? we're not changing a damn no. thing. Bridge, what's no. that? Screw it. <laughs> um, okay, I mean, if you're at 54 minutes of this podcast, pause it right now and go look up a Wolf Mother and type in Joker and the Thief and have it, oh, yeah. have it play it right now and then go back and listen to Love Ugly, Think Not Think, track 11 and tell me that you don't think that that sounds like it's yeah. ripped off. And I mean, yeah. Wolf Mother came out in 2010. <laughs> this came out in 2002. Yep. You do the math. This is a yep. stolen I, I piece don't hear of any similarities. <laughs> Mike, you should be, I don't even know, a multi-billionaire by now. Well, for that one, for that one, and uh, there was another track, uh, what, 2001? No, sorry, 2021, uh, or just just before (laughs) the... Oh, the the Bush track? The Bush (laughs) track, just before Pandemic came out. So they, they put out this song, and I'm listening to it, and it sounds almost exactly like a song we put out. Was it ghost? It sounds exactly the same. Bush is still making music. Yep. Yeah, and ripping off our song. <laughs> that's that's that was the money. Oh man, I, I I was trying to find the name of it here. Just it's today on a new album. It. Like it shouldn't be too hard to find. Yeah, yeah it's right at the. I'll find it. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I, I was watching it on. Like, it's like okay, well they got this new live concert deal video out, and I'm like okay, well it's I'm listening to it. what th- this is my song. <laughs> And it's almost identical. It's weird. I think it's from a twenty. And it, it's album. it's not one of those songs where it's like, okay, well, you know, accidentally, uh, you know, there's there's only so many chords and there's only so many notes. So 
eventually someone's gonna you know come up with the same idea but it's it i found him man different in <laughs> yeah what is it it's, it's called the kingdom and it's off of the yep. album the kingdom in 2020 okay but you gotta wait you yep. gotta wait till about 20 seconds in and then it, it just kicks into <laughs> your riff yep. it it's my song yeah. you and and it goes on for the whole like, yeah so much of it is just completely ripped off i don't uh I'll listen to it right now Oh yeah, but okay. <laughs> where where do you think Gavin Rossdale heard? Hey man, I don't know. Where did Wolf so, Mother no, hear this... "Love Ugly"? I want to know because yeah, we're... straight <laughs> up rip off. Yeah, like I'll have to listen to it because I've never I've never heard these two songs together. I mean, not so the dan 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 and in and in, not that part, but like the opening yeah. riff, the yeah. it sounds exactly yeah. like Joker and the Thief or other way around, other way around. <sighs> I yep. know what song you're talking about. And yeah, it has some similarities. <laughs> I think if you heard that, like a re like a, a, an established artist that was, you know, put that song out, and then somebody ripped that song off. I think we'd be lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's different from. There's like a whole other bar in Love Ugly. Yeah, well, you can't rip it off completely. You got to make it. You know, you got to make it your own. Your own. You know, we we inspired a hit song. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Wolf Mother. And that song was Thanks, on Wolf like. Mother. You know, soundtracks and everything else. And it was it was the only good song they ever had. The rest of it was shit. So you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) This was I really loved this song and I was really, really excited to record it. And I remember being super nervous. Yeah. And right before Stu hit the record button, I remember thinking to myself, like, here we go. Gonna gonna make some history dana (laughs) let's do this (laughs) and the mix the bass in this song is just i i can't listen to it i can't listen to this song (laughs) i don't know what happened it was like the it was switching from like neck to bridge pickup i don't know what what was going on but it was just not good it was not a good representation because this was such a fun song to play live oh, yeah. i loved this song yeah it was a crowd pleaser it was a crowd you know starter fire starter one of those right like it was it was, it was yeah. a great track but i agree with you dane like i don't know like when we listened to it at the time like it feels like between all of us and Stu, why didn't we tighten it up like it feel it know. was like live off the floor like in two seconds it feels it kind of sounds like but then it tightens up near the end of the song and you can't hear that yeah like it that's yeah. what I mean like it's like did it switch pickups like what the fuck's going mm-hmm. on but I remember it was like T you had this like real quick like uh, riff and I followed you on it and I thought yeah. it sounded so good yeah but it, so- it was the bass great. just sounds real like. It's coming out of like a, a little tiny speaker. Yeah, or like something. that's blown. Like, that's got like a cut in it. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes into like the like the song. Yeah. Like yeah. the and it's great. But it just like I don't know if it's like Yeah, if it was a problem with my guitars, Stu was trying to compensate or something. It's like, but the, like it's, I remember it's like just he had like, to cut the balls out of the your tone just to make it fit in the mix or something maybe cut too much bass out or yeah and it's just one of those things like you know a bass doesn't always need to be you know playing the same notes as the guitar and you know 
Sometimes it just don't. It doesn't sound but good. In that Live song, it sounded great, but in that song, it needed to. And and I think you pulled it off. It was just the tone of it that was a little weird. And you recorded all through DI, wasn't it? Because you didn't have a mic'd amp. It was all through direct in. Yeah, it was all DI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, love that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just didn't didn't turn out. And I just thought maybe it was my ears. I don't know why I didn't say anything. No, like well, I we're just, so fired I, I up to be now. there. And yeah, it's it's weird. So, so much was going on. It's it's a strange. It's strange because like even at the beginning when it kicks in, I think it's cool how like your bass sounds kind of distorted at the beginning of it, and then it locks into place when it kicks in, and then there's it feels like there's errant bass notes at different par- at points. It, it, you know what I mean? It's just like the bass is playing, yeah. but the guitar is not playing at this point, right? Like yeah. It's yeah. just, it's odd that way. But yeah, it, it feels like it wasn't the best representation of this song. But really, in the end, this song is a live song. And that's kind of where yeah. it lived and breathed, right? Along with mm-hmm. Bunk Off, both of those songs lived in the concert setting, right? And yeah, they got a lot of people on the dance floor most of the time, right? So, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's the last one here? Teach. teach. This is an interesting track. I don't know I, how I, I feel about it. it. I don't know what we were doing. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Like times I can't listen to it, and then uh, when yeah. I listen to it fully this time, you yeah. know, it, again it was fun to play in concert, and it had it was again one of those kind of jumping yeah. up songs. But yeah, maybe I just like the chorus more than I like the verses. But then I like how it yeah. all breaks down and like does the harmonium like you know, yeah. underneath that. And the harmonium comes back at the end of the whole thing, thing and that ends the album, right? That's, yeah. other than Secret Tracks, that's that's the end, which is yep. crazy. Yeah. But it's a good way to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always tough trying to find, you know, a 12-song cohesive album, right? I mean, even even with big albums that I listen to, it's like I... I get bored after, you know, the, it, I could pick out six songs. It could have been a six song EP or a five song EP. And I would have been happy, happy with that. And, and it's, I mean, not, not including this one, but I mean, for, for the most part, every song on this, I still love to hear. 
but when when it comes down to most albums it's like okay well this it's a lot of filler and i think that was sort of a a live track filler sort of i don't know we we didn't have it all dialed in i guess or we didn't you know whittle away enough parts to it but well and you know what maybe i've said this before but i i'm i'm proud that i can hang my hat and that we all can hang our hat on this recording you know and our band too yeah. as a whole because yep. I'm not embarrassed to show it to people. When somebody no, asks never. me about it, I'm not like, ooh, like we were in a boy band. I don't really want to show you, like, yeah. you know, big ups <laughs> or whatever, you know, like I don't want to show yep. you that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but we needed the money. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm <laughs> proud, you know, not I'm pretty proud. I am proud to, to, you know, to play some, some of this stuff for people, right? Like it's just, if anybody wants to yeah. listen to it, it's not like I'm, yeah. You know, there's other tracks that I'll sh play before other tracks, but it's yep. not like cringeworthy where I'm super embarrassed to have anybody listen to it. You know what I mean? It, exactly. it, it stands the and test of time. 20 years, definitely. I feel like and it's still good. It's solid. It's solid. I still enjoy it. And and going back to not sounding like everyone else, where it's one of these rare pieces of uh, collection of, of, of work that... It's not like, oh, well, you guys sound like this, or you guys sound like this band, like, or, you know, with the, the whole pop punk thing where, you know, 90% of the bands sound like the rest of the bands, or, you know, I, I, I love everything No Effects does, but then you look at these other bands and it just sounds like they're copying, you know, a copy of a copy of a copy. And with metal, same thing, yeah. where you've got one, it's yeah. a copy of a copy, where it's like this, you can't, you can't put it in a box yeah like everything I, in, sounds yeah. different and i was trying to find that article that uh what's his name did was it the journal yeah it was a it was a great mike ross actually. mike ross from a, the sun i can't find that mike anymore ross. either it used to be online oh there was one was it the sun i thought there was one in the journal as well that was really nice I, maybe ross? i just remember the mike ross one yeah that yeah. must have been the one yeah because i was looking for that and i couldn't I couldn't find it. I should have screenshot. I, I have that. it on my computer somewhere. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah, I'd love to yeah. see that again. But yeah, I mean, basically, the gist of that article was that we didn't sound like Creed, and we didn't sound like, you know, all the bands of that time, you know. And it was a good review from, you know, a, a bigger kind of music writer in Edmonton, right? And in, in that scene, so yeah, like, it was yeah, getting that I, approval was like Mike Ross likes our album, man. Like that's pretty yeah. cool. You know? Yeah, I think in earnest it it was us working through um, different ideas and putting th putting them together in, in in some sort of package. Yeah, and there wasn't a formula. It was just more of like um, you know, I I think four guys coming together and and trying to like put something together. There wasn't outside influences, you know. Of course there were, but like the core of it was. I think just us trying to figure out what we were. To me, this album is us finding our sound. And then, you know, we had recorded some stuff afterwards, which I think was a little bit heavier and, you know, more substantial. But this was like a real sort of figuring out sound and, and you know, writing songs and, and all sorts of things like that. Like, that's what makes it really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, never do I ever remember any type of like, you know, tension when writing or like tension when it when it comes to, you know, any of that. Like it was just kind of an open forum to just 
to produce together. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just, which was made it easy and fun, you know, but um, I think we got to talk about this album cover and the, the, the back of <laughs> the back of this album and the inside cover of this album. Um, the big, sorry, sorry, big, big, big ups to your, your pops for helping us with that album cover front, back, inner, <laughs> everything. Cause yeah. Yeah. I, he, I he remember had a, doing he had that. a big he, hand in that. He had the big computer at the university. So it had, you know, all the photoshops and everything on it. So it was like, you know, we got to use that because, you know, and I mean, we took these, these pictures with Trevor's digital camera, which, which was probably like the very first digital camera that like ever existed. Oh, yeah. right? Like it had a, yeah, it, it was a, this big, yeah, massive. Yeah. And it had a slot for a three and a half inch floppy, man. You could put a, right. you know, a three and a half inch floppy in and out. So, you know, we took all those, these pictures with that. And I remember too, even on the inside shot, I was trying to remember, Dane. You can, you can refresh my memory. We took it outside. Uh, we were. In, it's funny how I remember oh, yeah. this. We were in your Honda, and uh, your CRX, and we were outside of that pub that you worked at by the university. What was it called? Now it it burnt down. Did it not? Yeah, uh, not the library. Uh, I, was, I know which one you're talking about. It was like. Was it friends uh, and neighbors? Or is that I'm thinking of no. something else? Um, that was a restaurant. That's a on restaurant. White Avenue, okay, but, yeah. Whoa, what was it called? Um, the something. Yeah. The something. Anyways, Anyways we were outside like a, of there. The university bar. Yeah, yeah. and I took your, uh, just a close-up shot of your eye, and that's on the inside of the of the album cover. So cool. Yeah, and we took the front cover album uh, picture at South Edmonton Common Theaters. Yeah, we snuck in. No, we asked the guy, remember? And he was like, Oh, did yeah, we? Yeah, he okay. was super skeptical. He was like, we don't, I don't want to let you in to do this. And I was like, Dude, we're just going to take a picture. And I always thought That's it was it. cool on this album that, like, and maybe you guys didn't see it this way, but like, I love how, like, the knot is the, is this, is the light. But yeah, and, and yeah. Yeah, your, your dad actually—he uh, added extra flair to the light too. He I remember did, yeah. messing with that. But I like that I because I kind of looks like that's the projector, right? Yeah. So that's the projector, but like everybody else is facing the other direction, but the projector is pointing the other way, right? So then, yeah, I always thought that was kind of cool, kind of smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, just like I the blue to tone to it too, right? Like even the blue, it just looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks good. And I love the picture on the back. I know Stu didn't like that picture when he saw it. Remember, oh, yeah, remember he was like this, and I see this, and this looks real professional, and then I turn it over, and I see that, and it's just like, you know. But that was the whole point. Like, we wanted it to look yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whose idea was that? Because it's... We just it, went to your dad's lab just went the to the university. Yeah, I mean, and my dad explain all explain that. the picture. Like, I got anyway. snake skin. We got some cards. <laughs> yeah, a dead head. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. whatever else is on you. Yeah, some skeletons in the back. It was just a good kind of setting for it, for that whole shoot. Uh, yeah. And the CD itself, I mean, was cool too, right? Like with the the hole in the middle with the knot, I thought that was kind of cool too, right? Like it just it worked together yeah. with the whole, yeah, the look of it all. But yeah. it's, it, was, it was good to dive back into this album I, I, it'll probably be another while before i listen to it i think again in its entirety but yeah, yeah, it yeah. was just fun to kind of <laughs> go back in and and pull this apart kind of one by one almost like we did you know like 
use your illusion just, style. Just like, exactly. You know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, and to be critical yeah. of ourselves too, uh, on, a, on another listen, it feels like I listened to it with a completely different ear this time than I ever have, you know, where I was like, all right, like, let's really listen to this and see, can you listen to this, you know, <laughs> like as yeah. an album? Yeah. And like I said, it still has, it still holds up, I think. Yeah, a lot went into it. And like I said, I think it was like at the point where we were taking things seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is, was this was a, a solid offering and this was going to like take us to the next level. Yeah. And it did in like a lot of ways. But yeah. I think this is what for me anyway, like circling back to the whole like, you know, pre-production, like yeah. we had to figure things out right from the very beginning. We yep. had not done any of this before. Oh, no, yeah. We were yep. pretty green. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. I said, it was an earnest effort. Like it was like this honest thing that we just put together without trying to be something or trying to like, you know. Uh, Sound you like know, somebody. It, yeah. We didn't. Yeah. yeah. We, we weren't trying to change anything. No. We were just trying to record what we were doing and what we were excited about, what other people were excited about too. Yeah. 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 But when you think about that type of music in 2002 and you listen to this, it doesn't really fit in. <laughs> no. Right? No. Like no, no. That's that's what makes it cool because if the this whole came out in 2022, scene and the, you'd be like, yeah. okay. Right? Like it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be that crazy for that uh, an album like this to come out now and, mm-hmm. yeah. and for it to yeah. fit in, right? Where you either before you'd be like this belongs in the 90s or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound dated. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, nice. Hey, nice work, gentlemen. It was. It's. It's a. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good offering. I think for all time, right? For our kids, for our grandkids. I think it's something like I said. We can hang our hats on, and it was fun. Totally. It was fun making it with you, yep. right? Yep. Like that's even and talking about it again is is brings you back. So, hundred yeah, percent fun. All right, we want you guys to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. Keep it going, keep it strong, because we're having a great time entertaining you guys with B-Sides and Beers podcast.